the man just said there what more can i say people deluded i'm back again i've got two arsenal fans i've got Gunali, lee i've got shirley let's actually start there shirley you're making your debut on the platform and let the people them know who you are what you do yeah. and all them things there man okay hey everyone um so i'm oh, shirley. Shook, man this speak up speak up speak up man i can't hear you can you guys not hear me i can hear you but project your voice oh, okay. well, nervous, hey man. guys i'm shirley Mm. Okay, 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 cool. So this is my first time doing this. Um ignore deluded. <laughs> yeah, um, so about me, I'm a writer. I write about African history um and culture, tradition, and stuff like that. But yeah, big Arsenal fan. So if you know me on like social media, I'm always talking about Arsenal as well, um, and following the club and the team. So yeah, happy to be here. Make sure you follow that, man. And Guna Lee, I mean, I know you, but it's only common courtesy that you get to talk your thing. Yeah, oh, what's happened there? Is he frozen? Or have I frozen? Yo. Yo, I, can anyone hear him or is it just me? I can hear, but like lightly. Yeah, man, I think you got to project your, ba your base of your voice or something, bro. So I think something's up with the mic still. Heavy, just it's 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 faint still. Yeah, yeah, he's technical difficulties, but yeah, Shirley might as well ask you. I've never got to ask you. First things first, how are you feeling? The season's gone. Um, I'll be honest, it's actually better than I expected. Like, why? I'm one of those. I'm one of those fans that beginning of the season, end of last season. I didn't envision the team to be where we are now. So, mm. yeah, I'll probably, I think, I was thinking about, like, an analogy before. Like, if someone had told me, you know, would you take third behind City and Liverpool at the start of the season, I probably would have said, yeah. So, yeah, really happy with how it's gone and how it's going, yeah. What's your thoughts on Arteta and has has it changed? Because, obviously, he's had back-to-back -back eighth. Now, we're, I don't look at the league table personally, but allegedly we're in a title challenge. We're flying high. You know, in, we're in April. We're probably in the Champions League. Like, what are have you got to say about Are we not in a title challenge? I don't... I, what, define what a title challenge is. Really, I don't man. Know. Don't listen I don't to him, man. Don't listen to him. What is a title challenge? In many ways, being better than you was yesterday is a title challenge. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
No, listen. I love for a Marcel Vega. Um, you can't catch me. My lead's been trying for time. <laughs> Arteta's doing really well. Look, um, I last season I think I was on board. By by the time like we got over that hump of losing those first three games at the start of the season and we started to get a bit comfortable, um, started to build up the squad. I think last season I was on board. Um, mm. But yeah, season before that, I would have said, um, get him out. But now I think he's doing really well. I think that we've really, our patience have paid, has paid off. Um, you know, this whole rebuild, this whole project thing. I think we're now starting to see what he was telling us that he was going to do at the start when he came in. And yeah, for me, it's nothing but respect for him now. What has changed for you then? Because you mentioned it, you know, you would have, you would have, you know, at a point, and I think many fans, me included, we can only go off data. It looked like he may not be the guy. So what's changed? What's clicked in your head? Or what's clicked on the pitch for you to give you belief with Arteta and what he's doing? I think mm, that's a good question. I think really it's the consistency, you know, because I think Fair. like if we look at last season, we had good performances. Like we had really good performances where we just kind of pulled it out of the bag. And it was mm. like, wow, what a performance. But then this season, it's like every every other performance is like that. You know, the the things that we're doing, like the little things, um, the basic things, we, we've got them down. We're doing them really well and we're producing every single game. It's now that, you know, we had times last season where we were struggling to score goals or even the season before that, oh, we still had likes of Aubameyang. We had like goal droughts in games. Now I don't expect to see Arsenal having those type of problems, and you know I'm expecting to see quality goals. I'm expecting different people in the team to be contributing. Um, so I think key word is consistency. Now I'm with you with that. Again, I hear you. And for question for both of you, like so what if we because you lot mentioned title challenges because you lot seem to know more than me about fighting for a title. If <laughs> Arsenal don't win the title, like is it a failure? Mm. From this position, it's quite difficult to say yeah or no. You know, it's it's oh, hard. Oh, now he's being a politician, mate. No, no. Like, listen, like, listen. I was on ATV yesterday and I was chatting with Laurie, and someone said something, and I was like, Do you know what? It's hard to say. It's hard to say it's not a bottle because throughout the season, your your objectives change. Your they change, and like you know, I, I gave yeah. the example. If you go out and you know you meet somebody in that night out and you you know, you see them the whole night and then you, you're like, you're not, nah, like, I'm not really looking to grab a number or nothing like that. I'm just going out with a man or going out with my girls, girls or whatever it is to have a little nice night out. But when you're there, you're literally like halfway between getting a, getting a number for, and, 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 and then like you don't secure the bag or nothing like that. It's like, you can't, you can't kind of <laughs> say one thing on one side and then one Flirting thing on another it, side. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a hard one. So I think it is, it is, it is, it'll be hard to not look at it as being a bottle, but if you don't want any team kind of chasing you down, it's the Man City team. And I think the 08-09 team, team from Man United, when they, you know, had the likes of Berbatov, Rooney, Ronaldo and and, and, and Tevez, like that was that, that was a crazy team. And I think this Man City team is just relentless. So it's going to be difficult. So it's it's, it's hard to say yes or no for me. Mm. Shirley, what would you say? I think I'm, I'm in the middle. Like, I, I hear what, what Lee's saying, like about you know, we, we get there, you want to finish the job. And if you don't finish yeah. the job, having come so far, you're going to think it, ultimately it's a failure. But going back to what I said at the start, like, if I'm honest, I would have bitten your hand off for third. At the I start think everyone would have, or even fourth. Right. If I'm being really real, after the heartbreak of, you know, back end of last season, if someone said, you know, you guys are going to get comfortably third, you're in the Champions League, you're right behind City and Liverpool, I would be like, yeah, cool. So... 
when I look at that and then I see where we actually are, I can, I have to take the progress from that. Um, and you just can't ignore it being first and keeping that consistency throughout the whole season. Pretty much we've been first from start to finish and start up until this point. So I don't know. I think it's 50, 50, like, yeah. In an ideal world, we'll see it through to the end, but even if we didn't win, like we can't discount the progress. I'm with you with that. I can't lie. I, I agree with both of you, Lots Converts. For me personally, if we are in a title challenge, it's an L, man. It is an L because as Lee perfectly put, dynamics do change, goals do shift. And I know a lot of people try and belittle what Arsenal are doing and put it down to Chelsea are messing about, United are in the transitional period, etc., etc. That's nothing to do with Arsenal. I don't know how people use that because do you want us to mess around like everybody else or do you not want us to do what we haven't done for years? And through us, just simply from pre-season to now, just doing our jobs, we found our ourselves in this talking point as what would happen in life so for me it would be an L personally just as a selfish fan because we ain't won one in our new stadium where it's not is like what you're both saying you know we would have bitten arms and limbs off for, for, for top four in the, in, in the summer obviously that was the goal in the summer and now in April and it's probably pull out of that so that was the goal if we can build on that if we can accelerate this process I'm all personally for it really I do think fans are being very premature and mainly on yeah. those on Twitter but actually it's a formality. Eight points can turn to five real quick. We are the mm. hunt. We're not the hunters. We're being. Yeah, we're the hunters. Yeah. You're hoping on that, really, because we've mm. got to go there. we got to go Newcastle. I'm sure you all saw the United game. No one wants to play Newcastle right now. And we have to play Liverpool on Sunday. So it's a, it's a techie one. Where are you lot at with Liverpool versus Arsenal? Because we ain't won there in 10, 11 years. It's a bit crazy at Anfield. I'm shook. I am shook. I know uh, their form. Do you know what it is for me, yeah? And I don't know what you're going to think, Shirley, is. I'm so, I'm with you. Like, I feel like people are literally like, yeah, we won the league already. And I'm like, ain't you looking at, like, holding? <laughs> ain't you looking at holding playing now? Ain't you looking at, like, listen, forget even the big games. Forget <laughs> even the big games, yeah? Forget even the three main tricky ones right now, which are Liverpool, um, Man City and Newcastle. Mm. The Chelsea game, all right, cool. They're dead. But, like, it's a, North, it's a London derby. And, and it's a different dynamic now. Yeah? You think manager, about the yeah. Brighton game. Brighton are on something different this season. And I think about the record we've got against them. We ain't got a great record against them at home. Like, we, it's really not like... Oh, we lost. Like, I think also the fact that Nottingham Forest, when we play them, I think it's the penultimate game of the season. And they are going to be fighting. They're not going to give us nothing. So I'm just looking at it and I'm saying, look, we are a fantastic team. And you know, DJ, I've been saying this for a while. I've been backing this team and I've been really riding this yeah, team. Yeah, you have. People keep saying, oh, yeah, like, almost like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're, it's, it's a guarantee, like, oh, we're going to win it by, like, five points. I'm like, bro, like, where are you getting this from? Like, And then and then when I look at it, I'm like, hold on a second. So you're meaning to tell me that Man City are going to drop all of these points and we're just going to keep winning and winning and winning. And listen, it could happen. I want it to happen, but the probability against the expectation i just don't see that to be the form a formality you know so i, I, I don't know man it's a, it's it's gonna be hard and you know when people keep saying this whole oh we're eight points clear can you say we're eight points clear with a game in hand can we give cool full context can, exactly. can we not just do exactly. that can we not keep saying we're eight points clear we're not and we have to play clear. the very same team that were that were fighting point. for this title away That's from home point, as yeah. well My thing with Liverpool is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like on the same page as Julie because I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared because number one, the record at Anfield, exactly. and 
I just don't think even how good we're playing and how like Liverpool have not been the Liverpool that we know, we mm. can't expect to walk into Anfield and it's kind of like yeah, business as usual. Exactly. It's not going to be one of those games. And I just think the way that Liverpool perform at Anfield against the big teams as well, if I'm going by that, then I, I'm expecting a really difficult game. And also, I don't, not that I don't have confidence in the team, but I just don't know. Like, I just don't feel comfortable or 100% confident having a Rob Holding in the back line going to Anfield. He's been great, you know, he's come in, he's performed great. But I just, something just, I just think about the North London derby from last season you know, at their place and Rob Holding was there. He was doing well as well and he just done a madness and then, you know, I think it just went mad. So for me, I'm just thinking, okay, I'm hoping, obviously this is yeah, a different they... Arsenal this season. It's a different team. We've really revved it up, but yeah, nightmares of last season are haunting me. I can't lie. I'm with you, but if I play, if I play devil's advocate to you, like, all right, cool. We're still fighting for this league title, allegedly. Jesus has been injured, Enketi has been injured, Partey's been injured, Zinchenko's been injured, Saliba's been injured. And we've we obviously we've won the majority of our games, but we have slipped up. But generally, the talking points that have been there in August are now here. Are we re are we potentially overblowing the point of Rob Holding playing? Because I don't believe we are, but at the same time, I think we are. I think with Rob Holding, to be fair to him, you know, he hasn't put a foot wrong yet. Obviously, if you're in the squad, Mikel Arteta has to take responsibility for any good or bad performances because he's betted over his squad. Where I am a bit shook is we play a high line, you know, defensively, Holdings is going to be in problems. Obviously, on that, as a centre-back, you need to pull into wide areas. Rob Holding could be exposed there. But are we overdoing it then, potentially, with Rob Holding? Because there's other areas we could argue Zinchenko. I want us to be confident against Liverpool and be on the front foot. But he might go walk about defensively, for example. I don't think yeah. so, to be honest. Just yeah, go on, Shirley. Sorry, sorry, go on, go on. No, I, I don't think that we are. I think that um, there's just... I think you can just see the there's a level of kind of stability and a level of, like, like Rusa that you get when you see Gabriel and Saliba starting together yeah. in, that, in that back line. And when when we don't um you know rob holding he's not a bad player but i just think he's got some type of like mistakes in him that he's got evident saliba, deficiencies 100% that saliba and gabriel they haven't really shown me so i i'm i have to err on the side of caution when we're playing rob holding it's not to say that like, oh rob holding's in the back line we're going to lose absolutely not but we have to be cautious like and i think just another thing on the point about zinchenko like the type of player that he is and the way he plays, like he plays with a lot of freedom in that back line. And I just think the solidity of Gabriel and Saliba helps him to do that. But then, yeah, you know, Gabriel and Holden, I don't know if he can risk a free-flowing Zinchenko. I don't know. So that's just kind of where the concern comes from a little bit. But I think it's valid. Yeah, I'm with you with that. Lee, what was you going to say? Do you know what? It's 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 hard, man. It's hard to think about it because, you know, we're we're thinking about this whole Rob Holding thing and the way Rob Holding plays. Let's talk about. Let's forget the player for a second, just for a second, in the mistakes he's made. The way that he plays is so oxymoronic to the way that we play. And what I mean by that is, he can't play the high line. He can't pass out from the back. He's not able to defend one on one. He's not Saliba in the way that he's got that presence to, you know, he's almost got that Van Dyke 
kind of aura around him where you know you're not going to get you're not going to outbeat him, beat yeah. him you're not going to out monster settings you can't you can't you can't kind of like you know get past him that that, that easily so i just think that way we build up it's going to be dramatically changed, and the way that we play as a team is going to be so hindered with just just the, the, just this one player. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even play him to be honest. You know, you know my thoughts on him already. I, I just don't I don't trust him at all. Like, but who plays then? I'm I, like I, you got Tomiassi to go there. You cut, you move Benjamin White. He plays right back. You could go. No, to I, 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 I would I would somehow get Tierney in the team. I would. I really would get Tierney. Where in the team. Though, bro? I, I, bro, I'll play him centre back, bro. I, I trust him more than I've trust Rob Holding. Rob Holding, yeah. They, and, mm. and again, I, I say I say it every single stream. Maya Angelo, bro. She's got the famous quote: "When someone shows you who they are, believe them." And he's shown me who he is. He's shit. He's crap. Why are we forgetting? Like all of a sudden, yeah, that two games against Crystal Palace and, and Leeds, he was fantastic. I remember his stats from the from the Crystal Palace game. He had a 91 percent pass rate. Like, yeah, it was fantastic. He made eleven clearances. Fantastic, but he's mm. crap. Let's let's keep it a buck, man. Like he's not good. And listen, I I, I would I'm not saying I'd play Tierney right centre back, but I would figure out a way to get him in that team. hundred is that a back three for you then? Surely would, it has would, to be. Yeah, I would figure I'll I'll change the team around a bit for him to get him in the team, you know, because I just Sorry, don't guys. trust Holding at all. I don't I don't feel safe with him. Anytime I look at Holding, I'm like, yo, like, yeah, like it's just dead. It's everything about it is dead, and it's not an agenda. I'm just saying, yo, like people, can we not forget and do this revisionist history over like two, three games? Every Europa League game he's played, he looks he looks basic. Every FA Cup game, he doesn't stand out. He doesn't even look like he's good against lower opposition. So now let's 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 give let's give the the team credit and say, look, his base level is here, and the team is up here. Like it's it's mad, man. So when you're playing against the likes of Nunes and 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 Gakpo and and bloody Jota and and bloody Firmino, who's going to be on the bench probably, and Salah, they're going to be like, oh, Rob Holding, there's my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. These men are fasting. They're not fasting anymore because the food's already on the, on the on the table, and that table is the pitch. And Rob Holding is that deer, that deer in headlights. I'm about to run him over, and what I'm going to do? It's not good enough to run him over. I'm gonna just skirt, skirt, reverse back over him, and I'm gonna still get him. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? For me, I can't stand Rob Holding. He's so poor, man. Ass. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. See, I'm not even being that harsh. I just, I just think the level. Like, I don't even think he's so poor. I just think the drop in level like you can see it and i just i i don't it, i just don't feel like as comfortable and as secure with him in the back line and i think what lee said is is key like the way he plays he does stand out like a sore thumb to be honest like he does the basics Sadly, yeah. um but i think when you put him in a, a situation where he's got to be really dynamic and he's in a high pressure situation i just don't think he's cutting it but this is not bash Rob Holding Day, but it just is what it is, man. I mean, I'm gonna yeah, keep yeah, and that's what Shirley's right. It, it's not right. bash Holding Day. It is Why what it is. Like, like in life, I'm lucky. I'm six foot three. It is what it is. I didn't ask for this. It's that's what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, certain <laughs> men that are shorter than me, bro. Like, it is what it is. Rob Holding just ain't a good footballer. Like, I, like it is what it is. Like, can we not like pretend that this guy is like 
some Houdini. He isn't Houdini. Like, what the hell is wrong with people, man? People are sitting here thinking, oh, like, yeah, we're all fine. Liverpool, this and that. Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool are crap. And I'm not saying we can't win, but don't downplay the fact that Saliba's not playing. That's all my thing is. Stop downplaying it. Like, it's a big thing. So... I'm with you with that, man. I think to be fair to Rob Holding, you're not the best of footballers, but I like you. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, think positive. You know, the world doesn't want you to really play, myself included. If Saliba's fit, even half fit, you play, and he's able to get through the game. The one man, the one man whose decision it is to decide if you're playing or not is Arteta, and if he puts belief in you. All you need is his belief, God's belief, and yourselves belief, and you should be all right. In a nice way, I hope you're a man of the match. Clearly, he's limited. You know, his best performances have been in a back three for our football club, excluding that time, I think, before he got injured against United, against Rashford a few years ago. And I don't really blame Rob Holding, per se. As much as I like Mikel Arteta, um, and you never wanted to be in this scenario, since Arteta has come in, we've seen injuries. We've seen injuries at all clubs. Holding should never be in this scenario, like last year, where it's crunch time and we're having to rely on these players. So with me, my, it's not that I'm criticising Holding or Arteta. I've not really got any expectations on Holding, so I can't have any disappointments. I'm concerned for him because naturally, if his teammates love him and protect him and know his deficiencies, you're going to have to tailor the way you play. You know, you're going to rob a bit of party. You're going to rob a bit of how Benjamin White plays, maybe potentially Xhaka, because we need to be susceptible. We, we can't be susceptible to that to that counter-attack. Liverpool got batted against City, yeah. but their two chances, key chances they had one day scored, it was against the runner play exposing that high line. I want us to be a bit cute and clever, but we need to have that high line. As much as I'm nervous about Liverpool, Personally, I think we need to be on the front foot as much as we've ever been. We cannot go there with a fear factor. We have to expect to concede, of course, but if we win our fine margins, we can do what we need to do. And that brings me to my next question for you lot. It's one where I wish we had 12 players. Do you start, you know, front three for me? And I'm assuming for you lot, Jesus and Saka would be there and it's give or take with Martinelli and Trossard. What would be your front three? And if it does come down to Trossard or Martinelli, which one do you two go for? Charlie, do you want to go? Why do I? between why do you have to choose between Trossard and Martinelli though because for me I'm looking at this game and I know some people are probably going to be like why are you not starting this person but I'm starting Trossard like through the middle so what's your front three? Oh, you said false nine he does do it at Anfield, well yeah exactly because exactly so I'm I'm trying to I'm gonna ride on that and be like okay I know what you've done there before obviously that fear factor of players going there doesn't affect him um so and you know we've seen him do it and deliver in that position in in previous games um so i'm gonna go trossard martinelli um on the left and saka on the right so why no jesus then for you i honestly it's kind of like neither like here nor there if jesus was starting i would be happy but Mm. sometimes i just think that jesus and Obviously, he got two goals in the last game, but I just think that sometimes he he doesn't always deliver the final punch like that we need him to. Maybe he needs more time um, mm. playing since he's been out for so long. But I think that having Jesus as like a player that brings connects all the play and like lets other players shine, brings them forward. Um, that that's good, but I, just, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes he's missing that little sting at the end. And this is a game where we can't let him. You can't afford to grow into the game. Like you, you need to be. Yeah, on it I agree. Start. You have to hit. Start can't be missing five, running, six right. chances before you put one away. Like what we've seen him do. Like I need you to be fearless. Like how I've seen Trossard, and I need you to be putting away these chances. So, like nothing against Jesus. I think either or. Like if he starts, great. But 
Yeah, I, I'm. I'm saying trust odds. No, I think that's. I think that's fair. Still, I think in uh, me personally, uh, as I said, I wish I could start three play. I mean, twelve players in it. Like I'm torn because Martinelli t- nine times out of ten, and I hope this on Sunday is the same. He has a great game against Trent. You know, whether him or Martinelli, I want them to actually skin Trent alive, put him under pressure, really. So Martinelli does his thing. Trossard has been a great signing. I just think Jesus has to start for me personally. Obviously, he's working his way back from injury. I don't know if he's actually got 90 minutes in the tank, but we bought Jesus for these games. Statistically, he does all right against Liverpool, but we bought him for these games. These are the games where you need to stand up to be counted. And I, I, I'm probably leaning towards, on my earlier stream, I said Saka, Martinelli and Jesus. Now, based on what you lot are saying, you've given me food for thought because now I'm starting to believe, you know what, Trossard on the left. Jesus through the middle, Saka, I think we'll all agree, will play on the right. I just think Martinelli, I wouldn't say he's more impactful than Trossard because Trossard's shown that, but I'd rather Martinelli's youthful exuberance, 100 miles per hour sort of stuff off the bench where Trossard, I want him to kind of grow into the game. But then again, you know, Trossard plays a lot more narrow than Martinelli. So if you've got Zinchenko going in midfield, Trossard going in midfield, that might lead to Trent being a tiny bit more adventurous on that right-hand side. And as we both know, one chance through the middle, Salah's in, isn't it, really? So, it's one where I'm happy I'm not Mikel Arteta. Lee, where are you at with your front three? I'll tell you why this is so hard. And I, and, and I think this is probably one of the hardest decisions that he's going to have this season and in his managerial experience. Because you think about, if we don't start, if we don't start Martinelli and he comes on the, off the bench in the second half, let's say, it's hard because if Liverpool don't sit with, if Liverpool don't still have the high line, then he's going to have no space for him to run in behind. And he almost comes a little bit ineffective. Uh, Trossard, uh. I actually believe when you look at his performances overall, he's better when he starts. But yeah, you also yeah, look at, that's fair. Yeah, I think, I, I know he came off the bench against Brentford and um, Man United and, and, you know, did some really good stuff. But I, I feel like when he starts, he's a much better player than when he comes off the bench and has to get into the game. I don't feel like he's as effective. But then you also look at Jesus's um, record and I think in eight games, he's got something like six goals and assists. I think four four goals and like two assists or something like that. So he's, um or six goals, I think, or whatever it is, something like along those lines. So it's really, really hard. But I would probably go with Martinelli. He's got six goals in six games. You can't discredit that. You can't Martin, look at that. How he never got nominated for Player of the Month. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't. Maybe know. Maybe you two know more than me, but I'm going. There, there you go. And yeah. I, I and I agree with you. I think Jesus has to start. He's a main number nine. He came in. He said he wanted to be the goal scorer for Arsenal. He's had the rest. He should be chomping at the bit against um, Liverpool for Man City. He's always been the main man on the right-hand side. He didn't play Mares. He didn't play anyone at Foden at the time. He would always play Jesus. So I think he's he knows how to get goals against Man City, as I said. And I think Trossard, Trossard is still that rotational player. As good as he is, he's still that rotational player. And it was unfortunate. If you think about Man City, they always have... Bernardo on the bench. They had Sane on the bench. They had Sterling on the bench at times. And even though they might score the game, score have scored the game before, they would mm. still have to start on the bench because there were other options that you know were better in those games. So, unfortunately, Chosard I think has to start on the bench. But um, it, I don't feel like any decision is a bad one in truth. I really don't because every single one of our goals, a goal scorers, are closer getting. I think ten plus goals. Jesus is on seven. Zaka's on seven. Um, Trossard is on seven or eight, I believe. Um, Saka's on what 12, Martinelli's on like 12 or 13. You've got Odegaard who's on 12, 13. So we've got so many goals in the team. So for me, I don't really feel like there's a bad, bad starting 11. 
or front three or front four, whatever you want to call it. But I would prefer to have Jesus starting because he's meant to be the the goal scorer. He got two goals last week, and I think that's gonna have, you know keep him keep him ready. Say yo, like I'm here and I'm gonna do this for 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 the, for the team. I know Jesus's heat map. He's kind of scatty. He's all over the place. But another reason for why I think he needs to start is because Liverpool's defense is kind of shaky, and I think we need they're still good on the ball. And I think we need at least initially, anyways. If like, like you said, Lee and, and, and Shirley, you know, if whoever plays, I don't think there's a there's a wrong decision. Really, we might say wait, maybe this guy should have started or not. But I think it's a good. I think it's all calm for me. I think we need. I know he's not a traditional striker, but within this team, excluding Eddie, for what we've got this year, he's the closest thing we have to that. And I think we need that. I think Jesus will pull out to the left, pull out to the right, drop deep and things, but he will try and give the centre-backs a bit of a headache. Trossard, that's not really his game. He wants to play the one-twos and things. So he's probably going to drop closer to, closer towards his teammates. And naturally, that's going to invite Liverpool to, to, to kind of have a goal. I think Liverpool's back five, including their keeper, they look the most shaky when they're under constant pressure. And if the game goes the way I want it to go, where we start confident, we have high pressures, high periods of possession, where it's all in their half, I don't want their... their, their, their Fullbacks or their centre centre backs to be able to clear the ball really, and I think Jesus ties into that. If someone pins Trent, someone occupies the centre halves. Robertson's going to go and leave, like he's been doing it on on times this season, just run running out of defence and leaving holes. That's where I think it's it's kind of one. Obviously, Trossard's been great since he's been here, as you said, six and six for Martinelli. They've got a good partnership. I just think it's the Brazilian thing, man. Like for me, Jesus, we bought you for this, we bought you for these moments. I can't even remember if you played against Liverpool in the first game. I think he did. Yeah, he, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. Exactly. These are the games that uh, that we bought you for, isn't it? So I'm leaning towards that, man. But I do kind of think Trossard's got to start because of how good he is against Liverpool. And we've got nine games left. We're at that point of the season where I want my experienced players to either continue doing what they're doing or stand up to be counted. So that's the parties, the Jackers, uh, you know, Jesus, Zinchenko, et cetera, et cetera. I can't find a comment, but someone made an interesting point. I completely forgot he's an option. I know we're not probably going to play, not play two left-footed centre-halves, but would you not play Kirio instead of Rob Holden? Because for me, I'm probably going to keep Rob Holden for now, in it. Nah, I, I, I wouldn't. I, as I said, if it was anything, I would put uh, Tierney centre back in somehow, some way. I would trust him on the left, and I would try and move Gabriel to the to the right. I know, it, I know, it's not conventional, but <coughs> that's just how much I just don't trust Rob Holding in that game. And and, and as we were talking about, I think the issue with some a game like today is Liverpool have no midfield, so all they're gonna do is lump the ball to their front three and try Trent and pin out. They're going to try and pin our defenders. So, you know, Saliba would have been perfect for this game because he's a one-on-one demon. He's a one-on-one monster. So I mm. think that's where the worry is, that they're going to just hoof the ball up to the likes of, um, to, to the likes of uh, on the left-hand side, to Rob Holding side. And I think they're going to really try and target him. And I think that's where the problems are going to come from. So let's hope that he can stand up to the test. Like everyone, all of these people, I'm, I'm remembering names, like all of these, these people, yeah, like, oh, Rob Holden, why, why are you going to start Tierney? Are you going to make sure you DM, DM me and make me make sure apology if he makes a mistake, yeah? Like, all of these people, yeah? I want all of these people, because I'm remembering names. Uh, Hugh, um, Jacobs, all of these, yeah, I've got, I've got receipts there, man. I've got receipts there, man. In a nice way, I hope that's not what we have to discuss in after the game, but we need the three points, man. Where, where are you not at if we beat Liverpool? Like, we can't, you know, like you can see, you can see the fixtures. It's not over until it's over, but 
if we did beat Liverpool, where are you lot at with this potential title returning to North London? Then does it give you like an extra boost? Does it make does it somewhat make you believe we've won it if you don't already? Where would you lot be at with that? Do you know what? Yeah, interestingly, on this one, obviously Liverpool is a is a huge game, and some would even say like this game. If we get over this, if we get over the line on this one, what's stopping us really and truly from going on to secure it? But actually, for me personally, I'm I'm looking at that City game with more importance, like than well, of course, because That's it's a like point. a super pointer. But I'm looking at us beating City. As like with more importance than us beating Liverpool on this occasion, because obviously we want to beat Liverpool, we want to break that like hoodoo of not winning over there. But yeah. I just feel like we are not going to let City dunk on us three times in one season. Because if that happens, like when we're always gonna, they're always going to be that team for us that we're they like, got our oh. number. Yeah, like but they're always going to be that team for us that we're like, oh, it's them. Like they can beat us. Blah blah. blah. We've beaten Liverpool at home. And, you know, we want to beat them at their place too. But for me, beating City, um, is that is that City game at the Etihad as well? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. beating City at their place, if that happens, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, the title is ours. But if we beat Liverpool and we lose against City, <laughs> you know, I still don't yeah. know. So, yeah, I don't know. It's still up in the air for me. It's that City game for me. That's where I'm kind of looking at it because, again, I would love to win every game. Now that we've got seven wins in a row, my target to Arsenal is, can we now make that 10 in a row in an ideal world? But I look at this fixture calendar list. I, I don't know about you lot, but it's the home games that scare me. You know, broadly, everybody's still playing for something. Liverpool, mathematically, can still get Champions League, even though they've been terrible. West Ham, Wolves, Nottingham Forest, Southampton, obviously fighting to stay in the division. Chelsea are trying to claw back what they can this season. Brighton, are, Brighton and Newcastle are pushing, more so Newcastle, but are pushing for Europa, Champions League, what have you. So everybody's still got things to play for. It's the home games. It's, it's, it's the teams that we should win in general that, that scare me. It's the home games. You know, ironically, I'm nervous. I'm shook for Liverpool. But I actually think we've been better away from home in a long while. And I think we're better mm. at, away from home this season. At home is pro Our home fixtures are probably going to have the more, like if we made a DVD of the season's highlights, probably going to have more games there. But I think we can see too many goals, stupid goals at home. I think you look at the Liverpool game, you look at to a degree the Spurs game, you look at the United one, you look at Bournemouth. There's a lot of drama and things like that. So... I'm actually fair, relatively confident going to Anfield, going to the Etihad, going to St. James's, where you shouldn't really, you know, last year, forgive me if I'm wrong, you lot, but West Ham, we drew against them as well. It's it's these sort of things, because I think City are going to drop points, but I also think we're going to drop points. I think we could go on a run, but I also think City could go on a run. Where is it won or lost looking at the remaining fixtures for you lot? Like, away from obviously City and Liverpool, what, what fixtures that are in front of you lot on, on my screen that scare you? Because I'm looking at Brighton at home and I'm looking at St. James's Park in Newcastle away, if I'm honest, really. Uh, I think, do you know what? It's, look, I think all of the games will scare you in some way because, we, listen, we went 2-0 two two down to Bournemouth. So that can, yeah. it, it should happen, <laughs> yeah. but it could happen. I think right. the games that really scare me, I think the ones where, you know, the teams are fighting for something and it, it, literally all of them are fighting for something. West Ham, you know, they're still in a precarious position at, at the bottom of the table. You've got um, Southampton. They're only four points off the drop zone. So, you know, you just never, ever know. Like Drop points in the, the reverse fixture early in the season as well. Exactly that. You've, you've got the uh, the Man City game, the Chelsea game, 
the Newcastle game. I don't even need to talk about that. And that's all in one week, right? Or well, no, it's not. It's all in um. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah, no, three days after. between City it's and week, Chelsea, for example. Yeah, that it's the week after for the Newcastle game. The Brighton game is another one where I'm like, yeah, we know what's going on with that. And then obviously the Nottingham Forest game is spooky because obviously they're probably going to be in a situation where they need to get points. Didn't they get so, points of City early in the season at their place? Yeah, one, a one-one one draw. Game. I think last season, by the way, we, we beat West Ham both times. But yeah, um, yeah, Wolves again, like on the last day of the season, mate. Any any donut that's going to spend that fifty five million uh, fifty five thousand pound I saw on a bloody ticket. Oh, uh, the listen. tickets are like oh my god to say that like gold is a joke. Yo, boy, listen, give me that fifty five k. I'll flip that for you real Trust quick. Me, I'll put half of that on thirteen black and make a killing stuff. <laughs> like, um, like, oh man, I'm shook at all of them, man. I'm shook at all of them. I see one question about Zinchenko. Obviously, we've been focusing on holding. You know, it's probably going to be Zinchenko against Mohamed Salah and and indirectly Gabriel. Does that concern you lot? For as much as we're going to talk about Zinchenko on the ball in midfield, all of that, at some point he's going to have to defend. Are you lot potentially worried about that? Yeah, that does worry me. Um, yeah, that concerns me because when I look for me, like I keep saying, when I look at Zinchenko and the function that he has in our back line, when we have right. Ben White, Saliba, and Gabriel, that's solid. Like Ben White, he's a he's kind of like a free defender as well, where he can get forward, he makes overlapping runs as well, yeah. and then he does Perfect the defensive side yeah. really well um, as well. Like he's a solid uh, right back, but then, and I think that allows Zinchenko to go and be creative and kind of just give us that touch um, and that, you know, ex extra like push from the back um, and kind of start in that play from the back. But I just think now, uh, with again, with the with the back line not being a solid, I know we're going back to holding, but with holding being in there, and then Zinchenko wanted to do his thing that he does, he does it well, you know, he's all over the place, but that defensive side. It, we're gonna, it's, it's being called upon it. now and and that's what I you know and that's really the side that you know I don't have doubts that he can do it but that's the side that I actually don't see him compared to the whole back line I think that's like maybe his weakness and he's a defender that's crazy but yeah that's true he turned his back for the goal we conceded against uh, Leeds if I'm honest but I do think to be fair there has been times I think Zinchenko has been spot on defensively. If I can remember correctly, I think Chelsea, uh, again, different teams and whatnot, but I think Chelsea away, it was a thing like that. But then I look at the United game at Old Trafford where Zinchenko had a decent game, but defensively, I don't think he really realised what Anthony was on. And this is where you kind of wish you had Tomiyasu, whether it's going to be as a centre-half, mm. whether it's going to be as a right-back to allow Ben White to go over there, if that's what Arteta wanted. Or like we saw in the fixture coming on Sunday, where at the Emirates, Tomiyasu did a number on Salah. So I think Zinchenko's aware of it. I think all of the players will be bullish for it. I think all of them will know that we've got potentially a chance of a lifetime. We've got ourselves into a good scenario. It'd be a shame to for it all to crumble at this moment in time. I see, I've got a question on, on, on my screen. Would you not take a draw if he was offered it right now? Carl, I'm taking it. I'm taking the draw. Lift the fight. Take it as well. I would take it as well. The only reason why, only reason why I'd take it is when I was watching the Man City game, I was like, "Nah, I want to win. I'm take. I need a win. Like I, I just thought we needed a win. And in hindsight, I wish I took. I said that what if the option was there to take a draw, um, because it was nil nil. So it was one one at half time, wasn't it? We got a penalty, didn't we? We did. We, we did like for that. Man City game. So um, yeah, like I I, I would take a draw. I would take a draw right now. But you know what? I mean, I know we're not talking about it. 
I don't think we're going to lose against Man City. I really don't. For some weird reason, I don't feel like you lose three times against one team. But listen, nah, I've seen us do these things before, bro. I believe it when I see it. When I kind of write I'm off saying. them fixtures. But yeah, I mean, look, that could be my famous last word. So you know. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, Shirley, what were you going to say? I think I cut you still. For me, I'm taking the draw. Just, and and I can't even say why. I, I think it's just because I just don't want to lose. Like I don't want yeah. to lose against them. Um, I don't want to go to either Anfield or the Etihad and and feel that that pain of defeat again. Like there, and almost like it's almost like we can beat any other team. But then these these two are like our big brothers. I don't want Good that. Tonight, yeah, like, yeah, I don't want that anymore. Like so. I'd rather us, you know, I, I'm I'm counting on Liverpool turning up and being the good Liverpool that plays against the big teams at home that we know. Um, and if I'm counting on that, then I'm taking the draw. This is where I'm at, really. Like yeah. again, I hope Liverpool are the Liverpool that we've seen in the last few weeks. But you have to live to fight another day. We look at our last tight Premier League title. I know the dynamics and football has changed and all of that jazz. But there was plenty of as great as the Invincibles were. There's plenty of draws. Sometimes you just have to live to fight another day, you know. I think if we could take four to six points between Liverpool and City, and in theory, you do your job in el- in other games, you know, you hope that Liverpool are a bit complacent after beating Chelsea midweek. You hope City have a few injuries, God forbid. You know, I don't like to praise injury. You hope Newcastle, United are kind of going away in Spurs that they've got by the time we play them. They've got Champions League qualification. But the only motivation I think we need is ourselves. As you both have said, you know, we go into the Etihad. The last time we won, we had Francis Coughlin and Santi together. When last 10, 11 years when we last won at Anfield in the Prem. You know, there's there's kids that are Arsenal fans that have never, ever seen that. They've only seen that on Premier League years. Personally, I want the players to win at St. James's Park. Big up what Newcastle were doing. But that is one of the worst games for me last season because it was a bit... I think we were worse than United to a degree, you know, when they played Newcastle the other day. But it's like we were never in it from start to finish. And the only time I've seen that this season has been in that game at Goodison Park. So it's easier said It's easier said than done. Lee, you've got a question on the screen. Lee, I've got a question for you. Do you think it's, don't you think it's a bit risky to play Tierney at centre-back in such an important game? Has he even played that position? Um, listen. He, uh, he has played that position. I, many people don't know. They, I don't know why they don't believe me. I'm actually half, well, a quarter Scottish. I don't maybe not look it, but I watch Scotland. <laughs> all... chatting, man. I swear on my life. I swear on <laughs> my life. I swear on my You're life. You're trying to be like the man that we start playing for Wales and Ireland. No, and I swear. Uh, no, I could. I could. I could. I, listen, I hate England. I, I never want England to do well. But like, I know my granddad <laughs> is Scottish. I swear that. I swear that. People just don't believe me. But yeah. <laughs> Yo, man said about him claiming, about him claiming fake territory, you know. Well, I'm quite good, is, man. Bro, man, doing the colonizer thing, man. That's nah, nah, bit. listen, I nah, listen, unfortunately, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's just the way of the world for me right now, bro. I gotta face up to it. But you listen, I've seen him I've seen him play there for Scotland, man, and he hasn't played in a back two, he's played in a back three, so I just believe in I think he's a very good player. I think he's someone who I I can depend on. I think he's someone who can you know turn up and do some good stuff? So yeah, listen, I I really do think that um he can play in a back two slash three, um yeah I, I I'm not I'm not as worried as some of the other people. But listen, Rob Holding's gonna start. <laughs> like we can say what we want. I can say what I can want. I can prophesize what I want. We know what the team's gonna be. We can all guess the team now. We could have all guessed the well, team yeah. three weeks ago because in truth, Arteta's not gonna swap pretty much anyone. Maybe uh, we spoke about the front three might be a a, 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 a sort of um a discrepancy, but overall 
we know what the team's going to be. And um, it's just about the players turning up. And, you know, I think, you know, Shirley spoke about it before. Um, the players just can't get in their heads, you know, like they can't play the occasion. They just got to play the game and, and, and hopefully it works out. That's it as well. Like for me, the only thing that I can see going against us is these fine margins because I do think there's been and people on my channel always say I'm I'm nitpicking, but you have to nitpick. The best managers nitpick. Pep, Arteta, them man are nitpicking and saying we can go up levels. I look at the games where you know our last two wins at, at home. You know I'm not. We did great and stuff, but I'm not really focused on the fact that we got three points. We we scored four goals. It's the goals we've conceded. It's how we've conceded them in general because sometimes their margins go against you really and truly. So we're gonna we're gonna. Have yeah, Mr. Nicholas Pepe, his future is well, is subject to speculation. On paper, he's got another year at Arsenal. He's earlier in last week, he simply said, I'm very happy at Nice. There are still two important months for the club. I want to focus on the last two months and rest. I don't know there'll be discussions. He then went on to say, I don't know what Arsenal want to do. I still have a lot of friends there. I could have been important for this club, but it's the manager's choices. What do you lot make of Nicholas Pepe? What do you make of them comments? And do you think there's a reality where he could have a future, even though the writing, in my opinion, is probably on the wall. Nah, writing's on the wall, man. Let him go. He's got to go. Fair enough. Shirley? She frozen? Or have I frozen? I think she's frozen. I think she's frozen. Oh, damn. Yeah, well, but I think anyway. Yeah, I think Pepe. Everything about how she feels about Pepe, in it, but <laughs> <laughs> yo, she ain't feeling the kid at all. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think yeah, Pepe, his times come, and yeah, let, let's let's just let him go, man. Like he's he's not a bad player, of course not. He's not a bad player, but I think Arteta doesn't like him. He doesn't want him in the team. So, um, sadly, he's got a goal. I don't have any real bad. I think that yeah, even Amberly said it on the, the screen. Big up, shout out to you, um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like any. I haven't got any animosity to get against him. I'm not angry against him. Um, mm. I don't think he came here and didn't want to be here or try. But it's just he's not an Arsenal player, and it, it sometimes happens like that. Um, it just didn't work out, and you know we've obviously shelled out seventy-two million pounds. Um, we're gonna have to try and get something back with one year left on the deal. But sorry, guys, I don't know if you. Minor, minor, minor. We was waiting. For, well, you, you left when we asked you your opinion on Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, it's, I have something to say now. about this for sure. Um, sorry, my internet under attack. Sorry, guys. But um, minor. Yeah, this these comments actually really perplexed me when I saw them because I was like, I might like I don't know if I've got it wrong here, but he has had a few seasons to show us what he's about in my opinion so all of this that yeah. i could have been an important player yeah you could have been you were signed for like what was it 72 72 million, million or something like, like that we got fleeced you absolutely could have been an important player. yeah so for me like after after you've been at the club for three seasons and he got for me he got enough game time especially in his like first yeah he did Nope. Hey, we all know he's attacking her internet then, man. It must be. <laughs> it must be Nicholas Pepe. Yo, like, yeah? He's talking on my thing, yes? Pepe, no Pepe like, is on okay. to her, bro. Pepe is like, yo. Pepe is like, Pepe said, yo, you will not talk bad on my name. Pepe yeah, said, but Pepe is damaging your internet, man. He said, you're talking on me, yeah? Say yeah, no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Pepe said, you can't but, walk um, wicked on me, you know? You can't do it. <laughs> Pepe's on to me. He's he's got literally he's on to me. Um, but I just yeah, personally, I just don't think he fits into the system. Um, 
And yeah, I I think I really started to see that last season where it was just really look anytime he played, we just really looked disjoint disjointed. Um so for me, I I'd be happy if he um if he was to go. Like I don't think another like there's no bringing him back in. I don't see where he's gonna fit in. Um, and then also there's no need for another loan as well. I think we should try try get what we can from him. We're gonna take an L anyway. Take the L, use the money to put towards someone for this Champions League because I don't really see it. I think it's done. I'm with you with that, man. I think we're, we're Pepe, we're I'm perplexed as well because I don't think there's one singular reason as to why this didn't happen to him. I think to be fair to Pepe, I think you know, he joined at the wrong sort of time. You weren't Arteta's player, the team was a bit of a mess. In the same way, the team's kind of set up for everybody to thrive right now. It hasn't always been that. They're the luxuries I would have, and there was times to be fair under Mikel Arteta. Pepe, to me as an ignorant fan, you had William getting minutes, and I was thinking, whoa, why isn't Pepe starting? And maybe that's because Arteta is the one who brought in William. Arteta could have hid behind Pepe, weren't my guy, sort of that. And there was a time he was actually playing and thriving under Arteta. So I don't know what's actually gone wrong. In terms of natural ability, I think he's got some of the best of that in our squad if he was there now. But the problem is, it's not about that. It's how you apply. I don't think Arteta has ever been convinced, even though I think he looked a bit better as an all-rounder. I don't think, you know, as much as it's about what you do at your best, I don't think, you know, it's always that. I think it's what you do at your worst. And I think Martinelli, Trossard, Saka, they're all going to affect the game more than him without necessarily scoring or assisting. Mm. I think where the summer's concerned, I'll be keen to see because I don't know if you remember last summer, uh, Edu sat there and said anytime you've got a player around these ages earning big money, he's killing you, so are we going to rip up his deal uh, and just you know take the L there? Are we going to loan him out to get a loan fee because we can't commit him somewhere permanently? Are we going to sell him for peanuts? Even if we sell him for peanuts with a year left on a, what 140k, if you're niece or anyone trying to buy him, are you going to undertake all of them wages necessarily or are you going to try and play hardball because Arsenal's position's actually weak now? You know, again, Nelson's probably ahead of him in the pecking order in the sense of Nelson's if, at the club. He's not. If he wants to secure an actual move instead of a loan and, you know, start a no whole new, you know, chapter, no whole new life, he will go to a new club and accept lower wages. Like he's True. a player where you can you can get him for a hundred k at a decent, reasonable club. Maybe not Nice, but at, at another club. And it, yeah, it just depends. Somehow just, sell him to Everton, man. Somehow. Yeah, listen. Oh, 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 listen. They may not even be the Premier League. If, if, if things, <laughs> you know, standing yeah, the way true, they are. So, they got dice. Um, yeah, yeah. So for me, look, I, I'm looking at it. And I'm saying to you, I'm saying to people like, look. He's he he's defensive, you know. Now is horrible. His skill on the ball, he's got definitely some skill. He's got some, you know, half decent important goals for us as well. Some nice goals, some nice free kicks. Europa League, right. especially. Um, but ultimately, he's flattered to deceive. Obviously, the seventy-two million pounds that was definitely, definitely corruption with um, the, the 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 previous um, regime that Arsenal. They made peas off that man. They made a hundred and ten percent. Like that was definitely dodgy and. Um, yeah, you're right. We got fleeced, like we definitely got moved to. And listen, for me, I'm looking at it and I'm saying I would trust Saka any day of the week. I would trust Reese Nelson any day of the week over him. And 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 listen, we, you know, Amenya and all of them man there. I know they want to, I know they want to. There's a list of players that I want to get rid of, bro. The lots of Ainsley Maitland Niles. Um, hey, what well, Ainsley can't get a chance here because that's a good one. He nah. can play inverted fullback. Nah, all of these man, all I'm saying, do you know what I'm saying? All of these men need to go. Ainsley made them now. Pepe, Mari's going because he, I think he's at Monza. That, that, that guy needs straight, to go. Five million pounds. Energy for Listen, Marie I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Rob Holding, I'm sorry, bro. 
You need to grow, grow like nah, he's that. He's one of the lads, I, man. He's I one of the lads. See that Lee does not like Rob Holden. Listen, all. man. I don't I'm like him at you, all, man. man. I don't know why. Listen, man. After what he did to me, after what he did against Son last season, I was, yeah, I was officially deep. done with him. Officially <laughs> done with him. There was nothing oh. you can do. Listen, unless he scores a goal on Saturday, yo. Don't forget the FA Cup final, though, man. He's better than Cannavaro, man. That's, right my, that's my guy. <laughs> when he had that monster performance against in the FA Cup final, man had hair, bro. I don't want to talk about this no more, bro. Let's let it go. Let's let it go, bro. Like, come on, like, like stuff happens. <laughs> this guy, please release me from the shackles of these dead players. Him sometimes, but it is it is not consistent. It's nowhere near consistent enough for people to be putting their like faith in him. Like, to be honest, so. But it did I only cost two million. You, no, he's cool minutes. around you, the squad. You know what kills me about these. You know what kills me about Arsenal fans. Yeah, you like these people want to die on the hill of Rob Holding. You want to die on the hill of Ainsley Maitland-Niles of Pepe. You want to die on it. Listen, I back Enketia, and people are like, oh, like, Enke but you want to, you want to slander Enketia, but you want to back Rob Holding. I'm like, whoa, like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what is this? Some racial profiling? Like, what is this? Like, oh, what, this guy, what, what, what are we doing here? Like. Like, please talk to me, somebody. Tell me what 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 I'm doing wrong here. I'm yeah, talking I'm about all these spirit. guys, man. I can't lie. Man. I don't understand. I just I there's understand. something likable about holding. You're not very good, and I'm a hypocrite. But and you could get sold. But if you stay, it's kind of cool, man. I don't get twisted. I want another set. He's from been at the club. Man. He's been at the club for such a long time, and he's never been that guy like really truly, never, apart, apart from, from when, when he got injured against united he's never you're right he's never been the apart guy. from and apart from when he pulls out a great performance at, at the world um sorry not the world cup the fa cup sorry when he pulls mm. out performances like that yeah you're like oh i remember this guy he's got some he's got some talent in him he's got some you know some good use but he's just never been like you've been at the club for this long and you've never been that guy yeah he's never like, done he's never done that you're for right me, we've got to, we've got to leave these like we, we've got to leave that drop between our first team and then our squad players, that mad drop. We need to leave those days behind. Like, we are... We're, we're past those days now. Like, we're challenging for a title here. We can't be having our backup players, like, the fall being that mad where, you know, the drop is just too noticeable and we have, like, a one-track mm. pony compared to a Saliba. Like, that drop Facts. for me is just too crazy. Facts. So, I think we need to just move on from those days. I'm not and, 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 to be sold, but... If, if if we want to be a big club, a big yeah. team, who's who's Man City's Rob Holding? If we want to be a big club at their peak, John Stones or, Ake or one of them guys still. There you go. At their peak, at their peak, who was Liverpool's Rob Holding? Joe Gomez. Gomez, and it, at, at their peak, he was still a good player. So for mm. me, I'm yeah. now trying to raise the bar of level of of, of Arsenal. The base level should be someone currently, dare I say, like a Reese Nelson, who can come in and you know is serviceable. El Nene is just about serviceable. Lokonga, he comes below that bar. Rob Holding, he comes below that bar. I don't know. Pepe, unfortunately, he comes below that bar. Easily make the nails comes below that bar. And Murray comes below that bar. These are the men that we need to get rid of. And the girl on screen comes below that bar too. Tavares, Cedric comes below that bar. Yeah, could we have even dealt with Cedric if we had Cedric right now? No. Benjamin goes no. center back. Cedric's no. in the trenches. No. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, man. No. <laughs> you like I'm hard. Done with these days. 
I'm done with those days. I am done with those days. Like I'm done with Cedric the... as well, but I have to be there with Erica here. Someone's gonna do it. Fair enough. What do you lot make of this? Because you can't. Someone just said this more, yeah. Um, what do you Jordan, think the and again, like shout out to the comments. Jordan said, "Are we at our peak, though?" Well, duh, we're top of the league right now. I think we're I, we're currently at the peak of the Premier League. And then what I'm moving on to that next season, we're going to be in the Champions League. So, what do you want to do? Because we're not going to have Europa League games. We're not going to have you know we're not going to have the time to be worrying about oh blooding in youngsters. We're going to have to be playing game in game out. Replacing quality with quality, and. That's my whole point. Like, I, I don't understand, like, why people are scared to let go of, you know, bad, bad things in life. Like, like, it's almost like that bloody, what was that Channel 4 show? Like, the hoarders. Like, you, you lot just buy one pair of trainers, you buy a vase, and then you buy another yeah, yeah, vase. Yeah, there's always another one. It's like, it's kind of like Tottenham. Get rid. Kind of like, you know, they, they just be hoarding these meaty players, like, just yeah. for the sake of having players. Yeah, they're a meaty club, so it's a match made in heaven, really, yeah. arguably. So, um... But can we talk about this guy on the screen, though? Yeah, yeah, this is what I was trying to allude to, you know. Apparently, I haven't got either of you lot's opinions, so I'd love to know what you lot feel. Nuno Tavares sent away from Marseille training over lack of effort. Nuno Tavares was kicked out of training with Marseille by coach Igor Tudor last week, according to report. Apparently, the creation manager told Lekeep that a member of his team was sent back to the dressing room for a lack of effort. The French outlet has since reported that Tavares, who is on loan from Arsenal, was the player turned away from training. He was not the only one singled out, however, as Jonathan Claus was given a hard time for his efforts in training. So, yeah, man, you lot take the floor with Tavares. Someone even said I slander Tavares, so they know my thoughts. I can't speak on Tavares no more. I, Shirley, Lee? I, no, I, for me, this, this for me, when I saw this, I, I'm just like... It kind of put the nail in the coffin and solidified what I was already thinking about this guy, because for me, like having him in last season, mm. I, you know, we saw like some spells. He definitely got the talent. He's definitely got ability. Like we saw. You reckon that. he's got talent? Fair I do, enough. but I, but I just don't think that he was anywhere near ready for Arsenal. You're not alone because his manager thinks he's good enough to play for Real Madrid, Barca or City. Ooh, well, I don't know about all of that, but <laughs> I, I just think that, no, I just think that he's definitely got ability. Like, he's got, he's got, um, you know, good pace and you know, there's things that he brings along that are good, but I just Can't be praising think... man for having pace. <laughs> I, you know, I've got praising for something. Because You're a professional footballer, I, man. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, like... I just don't. I saw him last season. I just don't think he was ever ready to start or to be in a team for the Arsenal. Like he's not. And then when I see this, these com like these comments from his coach or whatever, players not not having the effort to, like not not showing enough effort in training. These are things that we have eliminated from our club, like from yes, our squad. Things are harsh. Arteta has ironed out these things. We don't have players like when I watch after match interviews, when I see these players on the training ground, when I see them, how they play together, I know these these players that we've got are putting everything into training. I don't doubt it. I know they're trying. So that's why even if we don't win, I'll be like, you know, I won't even be mad because I know that they are they are trying. But it's this type of behaviour that we have already ironed out of our club. We don't need it back in. We don't need a player that is going to turn up to training and get sent away for not trying hard. Like, what is that? So for that's, me... that's that's the problem. And you're right on that. Like, that's the issue. Like, you've got every reason, you know, you're rocking back up, whether he's going to be involved next season or not, you're rocking back up to Arsenal 
next season. So again, you know, you've got no reason in theory to really care about Marseille. But when you've got a reason not to care, someone's always watching. To be fair to Tavares, he has had some good games, even defensively, but they've not been there enough. Whenever people talk about Tavares, as you can see here, my man's been waffling about Real Madrid and, and Barca, but he said he has the high, he has a high level of physical qualities. He has extraordinary explosiveness. That's cool. You're a fullback. You should have an engine. When he signed for our club, he spoke about shooting with his right foot. I think Tavares has talent, but he hasn't got a brain. If he had a brain, it'd be fine. And I think sometimes it's, I'd love to be proven wrong. But I think sometimes in life, you just have to know things have gone wrong. Turn that 8 million we spent into 16. Some people say he could be a winger for us. And I hear it, but I don't hear it. Because if you're now judging him as a winger, is he going to affect the game like Martinelli? No. Trossard? No. Saka? No. Anyone else there? No. Even if he forced it and say, hey, Zeus, is he going to play off the right wing? He loses the ball too much. He's not mature enough in the final third. You know, whether you're an attacker or a defender, as you can see, everybody has to do everything in this team. You know, our strikers are our first, our first defenders. Ramsdale and that are our first attackers. I can't see a future for Tavares. No one will... I will issue a public apology on my, on, on my YouTube channel if I ever see this with Tavares. But... I think it's a myth. I can't. I can't see anything happening for him. Where you look at with this? Apparently, we've held talks over Yuri Telemans on the free. Is he the answer? Is he needed? Not for me. Not for me. I think. Right. I think. Look, no love for Telemans. You know what it is. I think the fact that it will do the same thing it did to me in January with the Caicedo and the Declan Rice thing. You know my thoughts on Declan Rice, but I would much prefer Declan Rice over Telemans. I think Telemans is. It's a shrewd signing. It's not the worst mm. signing in the world. And I think he can, you know, he can do a Jorginho kind of thing, to be fair. 25 like, yeah, years in age, But I'm just a little bit like, mm, over and out with that. Like, And it almost yeah. feels like every signing that we've gone past, you know, not got, they've not worked out for whatever reason. And, and we've got yeah. someone who's, you know, you know, being able to come in and do a good job. And yeah, listen, I'm kind of done with, I'm done with the whole, um, I'm done with the whole Tillemans thing. Although I'm not saying he's crap. I still do think that we can, you know, for me, Casado is the one. I'll spend my whole budget on Casado, to be honest with you. I swear. Shirley, Casado, Declan Rice, and your thoughts on Telemans? Um, so yeah, Telemans for me, I think that it's cut the ship has sailed. I think there was a time to get Telemans, and that was last January. Um, and True. When that when that time passed, like we, we got you know the season ended how it ended, um I yeah I think this the ship has sailed, um on Rice or Casido for me it's Casido, Declan Rice like I I think he's a good player but I just think that he looks good because he plays in that West Ham team I don't know if he comes into Arsenal and he is as effective as a Thomas Partey or, you know, someone like that in, in our team. I just don't know if he has that same, like, impact. Um, and, you know, we... Yeah, so so for me, I'm choosing Casado. I think he's got a higher ceiling than, than Rice as well. Um, and I just think Rice looks good because he's in the West Ham team. Like, I think he's a good player, but I think people gas him up and he looks better than um, probably what, what he can offer because of the team that he's in. Yeah, that's where I am on it. I'm, Listen, I'm on the fence, man. I can't uh, lie. I, I'm, I'm happy right as well, man. Huh? Shout out to Sheila. And I was saying, shout out to Sheila. Listen, I've been saying this, man. So I'm, I'm loving the fact that you're agreeing with me. But yeah. 
Bro, I, I'm cool with either. With Caicedo, South American, hungry, wants generational wealth. You can see the man's a six, and we've seen at the Emirates. With Declan Rice, I think he's a better player than people giving credit for. I think he's decent technically. I think we're trying to do this English thing. Obviously, I think you're more likely to fight Partey for a spot, but considering the Jacquerel, maybe there's several gears to Declan Rice's game that Arteta can unlock from him, maybe in that mm -hmm. eight role. And where it would probably lean to me is it seems, again, we don't know what these media dons are really saying and what the club's really trying to do, but it seems like Arteta and Arsenal really want Declan Rice. They, they have an admiration for Kajsado. They tried to bring him, but it seems that they really want him. So if you really want him, I'm inclined to believe Arteta's got a plan. So lean yeah. towards that. Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I've learned in the past that when Arteta really wants someone, there's a reason. So Why, and Ramsdale kind of like, showed that, really. Yeah, yeah, and I was one of those people, like, when we were going all in for Ramsdale, I'm like, who's this guy? Why are we doing this? But, you know, I stand corrected. So, with, with Rice, I'm thinking if, if Arteta's pushing, he must see where he fits in and where his qualities are going to enhance this team, but just looking at the player, yeah, I'm saying Casado, but I, if if we were to get Rice, it's not the end of the world. Like I would trust in Arteta in that sense that he knows where he's gonna fit into the team. So I'm not I'm not against Rice. Like it's just who do I prefer? It would be Casado, but yeah. Slightly, we need both, if I'm completely honest, or an eight and a six. I personally don't think it's either or. Like, my unpopular Arsenal opinion is I've got a lot of time for Thomas Partey and I've got a lot of time for Granite Xhaka. I do not want them sold. I want them to keep being used in the team. Like, you can never... Experience, in my opinion, is overrated, but it can't be overstated. I do, however, feel that we need to address that midfield, really, because there's too many question marks. For as much as I like them to like what Jorginho's brought, like the luxury of El Nene and anyone I've missed out, I think we need to replace both of those players or have those replacements to fight with them before it becomes evidently clear. With Granite Xhaka, it's just a case of, unfortunately, Xhaka, as great as you've been, if possible, upgrading and ultimately raising the floor. For me, with Partey, the, the, the quality isn't in question. Is You're contracted until 2025. You're approaching 30. That already is a decision to make. And also, as much as I like him, I'm pretty sure I could speak for both of you. You're never 100% convinced he's going to be 100% fit. We're always nervous yeah. when he goes to play for Ghana. He's had yep. injuries as well. And we need him to be available. It's going to be Champions League next year. We can't rock up with certain things, respectfully mm. to everyone at Arsenal. Yeah, for me, I think like this Partey problem is one of our biggest problems. Like this problem of what's going to happen if Partey is not fit. Like for, for last season, it, it haunted me. This season, we, exactly. we got over the line. You know, it, I think he was only out for a few weeks, actually, this time. Thank God he missed August, so, in it? And then every yeah, now and again, he's been so out, but we got bad. over it. But I, I just, I don't, I don't see why we should keep kind of towing on like, oh, is he going to be fit? Is he not going to be fit? What's going to happen? We just need someone solid in there that can come in and the level doesn't drop. Um, exactly. Yeah, so that should be like, I think this summer... That's, that should be one of our biggest like concerns, to be honest, to really address that Partey problem. Because I don't think Jorginho's even cutting it, to be honest. Um, he offers experience, but the quality of Thomas Partey is like... It's a it's mad drop match right man. now. Yeah, so we need to address that. Amen. Like you're not you're not wrong, really. Me personally, in an ideal world, we get two midfielders, we get a right back uh, that can do what Benjamin White does. And obviously, if we find ourselves with injury, someone's there. I hope Tommy Asu's fit because you'd be my centre half and you'd be bumped ahead of Rob Holding. But 
with yeah. Saliba's injury, it made me think, are we missing a trick potentially? Not signing a right-sided centre-back that can just do a job and the, the quality isn't locked off. I would like someone a bit like Trossard that, if possible, can play across the front three. Or I would like a right winger or a striker. I think there's a spot for another attacker with the exception of maybe Balogun getting an opportunity. Yeah. Speaking of strikers, my last question before I let you lot go. We've been linked with Dominic Calvert-Lewin again. Are you lot on that? You know what? Let me say, right? I'm not... A, it's hard. I'm not against it because I feel like it's a good, a, a good option that is different to what we've got. It's mm -hmm. just the player himself... He's it's stinky because he's never fit, but Fitness. I do feel like with Dominic yeah. Calvert Lewin, it offers you something different. I'm not saying I want him, I'm not saying he's you know top of my list, but we're not going to get Oshiman. Like, come on, let's be silly. Like, the yeah, fact of the matter is, he's never going to come to us. Yeah, it's never going to, he's never going to come to us. We already got Jesus, we already got Trossard, we already got Enketia, we already got Balogun as well. So, I'm not saying that I want him, but it's almost like if we had a different option. For certain games, I feel like there is a difference because we can't yeah, always rely, rely on, yeah, like we can't always rely on you know moments of brilliance from the likes of Trossards or the likes yeah. of Jesus. And you know, like I, I don't feel like it's the worst option, but unfortunately for the player, he's just never fit. He's never ever fit. So that's why a lot of people are like, "Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony." Love but Tony, Tony's, but too much peas. Tony's man. not gonna come and sit on the bench, man. He's not gonna sit on the bench. I think he would, you know. I think it would. I think it would. I think it would both. Like realistically, apart from Man United, uh, you go to Spurs, which isn't that much of a step up, really. You're not playing ahead of Kane. You might play with him. You're not playing ahead of him. Liverpool, you know what? You might be able to play at Liverpool, but there's bare front options. City, myth. Arsenal, you'd be fighting Jesus and things like that. But I think he would. He would welcome a step up. Where you know the betting stuff is concerned is a bit crazy, but. I think he would. Now, you, you could be rightly, because as much as I say that, you know, his England chances would be probably significantly less and whatnot. But there's enough game time. You've seen Enketia get enough minutes. You know, there was a point where Enketia and Jesus were both injured. And I think I think it, for what it's worth, Tony would kind of cook in this Arsenal team. I, on, he's, on this guy, he's nasty yeah. as well. Go on. I, have, I had like, because I was going to ask you guys when we were talking about the type of players that we need to bring in in the summer and my question was do we need another striker and when i look at this like oh the argument of okay he's going to offer something different i hear that because a lot of our forwards and the way we play it's like yeah the the one two the linking up with um with each other and with other players um yeah it's classic but we do need i do think that it would be nice if we had another striker that was just more direct, more of like an old school striker that's going to stay in that place, that's going to take I on agree. the defenders and bully them. And that's just going to be it. Um, but at the same time, my question to you guys is like, do you, I worry that that might change our game a bit too much. I don't know. Like, would that striker come in and fit into how we play? Because... I, you know I just what? don't know if it will impact our game too much. I tell you, I tell you why I, I tell you why that option is needed because there aren't many teams and many systems, and you even think about Pep, right? And the problem that you're looking at with Liverpool, this is a prime example. They haven't reinvented themselves. They've done the same thing over and mm. over again for the last couple of seasons. Whereas Man City have tried to change things a little bit. Now, the problem that we're gonna have next season is everybody's gonna have tape for us for the whole year of how to play against us. So going back to it, it's almost like, unless we have that inventiveness, 
unless we have that little bit of guile that we've, you know, did, had against the Leeds on Saturday, I feel it's a little bit more difficult to go into the next season and do exactly what we've done this season and expect the same results. It could happen, but teams just have too much tape on you. They have too much to say, um, you know, we know how to stop you. So you will then yeah. start to realise that there's a lot of Newcastle performances, a lot of Brentford performances, and you're like, oh, you know, that's where the title slips. So Initially, even the Leeds game, first half an hour based on how they, they set up. They, they, that's what I say, yeah, even on Saturday, yeah. So yeah. I just think that, like, for me... Having another option, and it could be Balogun. I'm not saying it isn't. Uh, listen, you know, I said it the other like two or three oh, years ago. Don't get me started on this Balogun thing, man. I'm happy to keep him. I'm very happy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, for me, look, I just think there's another option that could be needed to, you know, change the game a little bit. Like, I'm not saying it's this person, but someone like a Giroud as well, or some, you know, that can... Yeah, that sort of skill set. That, that sort of skill set. So, for me, I just think you have to try and reinvent the wheel a little bit. Mm. You think about the classic um, Sir Alex Ferguson teams, he almost always brought somebody in, even if they, and they were big names, big names, Simon, even if they weren't going to start, just to keep people on their toes. We can't have a season where we're just, you know, letting Saka just, you know, ride, ride the wave of his, you know, like world-class status or whatever it is. I don't think that's enough. So that's why I think there's a couple of positions that we have to have something different. You know, yeah. get something different in. But I'm not saying it's Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but I can't, I'm I'm not like overly worried with the idea of him. Uh, it's just that he's not fit. But you don't oh, think Balogun can be that? You don't think Balogun can be... Oh, 110%. I told 100 you not to get this guy started. Uh, listen, no I'm happy yet. to keep all three. I was I was on this very show a couple of weeks ago where man would like, yeah, sell Balogun, sell Balogun. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, nah, nah, nah. I want Eddie to stay as well. Like, but... Yeah, listen, I, I'm not saying no names, man. That's listen, personally, I want all the Haylenders to play. I, to play. I kind of agree with Lee. I think, you know, when it comes to Eddie and Balogun, it's always either or I like ones or I can't like the other. And I think this season we've seen that there could have actually been game time for Jesus, Balogun and Eddie at a point, mm -hmm. really and truly, with injuries. Like, Eddie done well filling in for Jesus. Then he kind of struggled physically. Unfortunately, he's injured at the moment. And indirectly, you've seen Trossard come in and perform off the right, perform off the left at a period playing as a false nine. For me, I only, again, unless we've scouted a striker like an Adebayo or a Giroud, been a bit cute and clever before they have an emergence, unless we're going to buy them guys or buy a household name, I don't want another striker, really. I'd yeah. lean towards a more Trossard-y sort of player with Saka. But if there is someone that's better than the Haylen boys, I'm sorry, but we've got to be cruel to be kind. And like Lee said earlier, I think there's a lot of games where there's, we've always, even at Everton at home, we overcame it. But at a point you're watching it, you're like, oh, imagine we could be a bit more direct. And as much as I like Jesus, he can play in other roles. If you get a lethal striker that's going to score goals, that's going to benefit us, obviously, one way. But they're marked men. They're marked guys. And that means other players can potentially ghost in and around these pockets, really and truly. And ultimately, goals win games, isn't it? Like, again, as much as I like what Saka is doing, not just last season, but this year, I think it's fit Smith Rowe could do what he did last year again. And I hope, Martinelli, this is now you developing. The young players are always going to be subject to fluctuating performances and things. And big up Jesus and Eddie and Ketia because they've done well. Goals aren't necessarily the most important thing, in my opinion, to Arteta's game. But there has been times where you're looking at them like, could you get more? Could you be a bit more prolific? There's times where they're missing some chances. You're like, oh. And again, yeah. I like that we're sharing out the goals. Shout out to the players and Arteta again. But maybe if Saka wasn't fit and firing, if Martinelli wasn't fit and firing, if Odegaard and even Granite Xhaka weren't tip, uh, 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 contributing, we might be looking at our strikers a bit differently because as much as I like Jesus, he is our guy. The, that problem, and I know he got injured, but that problem still remains of goals. We all know the quality 
it's goals. Do you have a strong catalogue of that? Hopefully by the end of the season, he does. Next season, Jesus, I believe in you. You need to get 20 goals in the league minimum and beyond that, really. I give Balogun an opportunity. I'm not saying you lot or anyone in the comments, but people always behave like these players leave the club, go out on long, come back, and they're just up the levels. They're world-class. They're all of this. Balogun's going to have to go through tough moments. And really, it's probably going to be tough for Balogun because initially, you're probably going to be, be behind Martinelli slash Trossard up front. You're going to be behind Jesus and Enketia. And as you've seen with Enketia, unless there's injuries, you're not going to get that sustained run. It's almost a double-edged sword in that you have to impact the games in the little minutes you get. But how many occasional cup games are there? How much can you really do in five minutes, 20 minutes, et cetera, et cetera? So mm -hmm. the dynamics are different. And if, and a big if, Arsenal were to sit there and say, you know what, there's an offer for Balogun that we can't reject. He's played about 10 times for this football club. His name's kind of hot. It's a means to an end. You know what, Balogun, we're going to sell you, sell on clause, buyback clause, all of that jazz. We're going to sign someone better. For what it's worth, I personally think Balogun will get a chance, but it's all assuming Balogun necessarily wants to sit and be patient because the club in the Prem or elsewhere might sit there and say, you know, come come join us for a year on loan and you can play some games. And that might not be the worst thing because he'd be away from the Arsenal pressure. You're getting more minutes, which is currency and the most important thing to people of his age. As I said to Lee last time we spoke about it, for me... It's all about tying him down because he's contracted until 2025. A year from now, let's just assume the next season comes and he does this again. We're going to be in a weaker negotiating spot. So yeah. let's protect our money, man. Really mm. would be my thing. Sometimes you can't always think about that. But yeah, you're right. I, I get it. though. Uh, you got to think about that, blood. You got to think about that, bro. I'll I, I have to have foresight. There's a lot That's of games why I do to this. be played, though. Like next, next season, there's a lot of games like... You know, we had our our trial with um, the being in Europe again this season, mm. and then um, the other cups as well. We know how we how we did there, but I, I think we need a Balogun. Like I think Balogun should come in and be. All right, cool, Shelley. Let me ask you this, feature. man. Let me ask you this. All right, cool. You said there's games, and I believe I believe you. I agree. There is games, right? It, Arteta went strong in the group stage, did he not? In the in the Europa group group stage, he named a strong lineup. Wait, against Sporting. In general, in general, yeah. this whole chat, this whole Europa League campaign, especially focusing on the group, you named a strong lineup, right? I think, yeah, bar one or bar one or two games. All right, yeah. cool. That's one question. Nine times out of ten this season, he's been naming the strongest eleven he can, right? All yeah. right, cool. How many cup games are we gonna get it from the first half of the season? No, yeah, about I, I, tell you, I tell you what, I, I tell you why. Really there is it. Really, I tell you, I tell, I, I tell you why I disagree. Because one thing about Arteta, if you look at his first season to now, mm -hmm. every single thing he's got better at his rotation yeah. of subs, yep. his managing of the squad. So yeah. I look at it and I'm like, yo, he's now gonna know and understand. He can't. He literally cannot keep playing the same players week in and week out. Of course, some not. of the players like Saka. But you still, yeah. surely you need to to get out the group and to get no, to do what you're doing. No, but you what I'm saying is, what I'm team. saying is, I think he. I'm not knows talking about squad depth from rotating. Of course, he's going to have to be cute and clever a year from now. Yes, again, so what I'm saying is, going to help Balogun. So what I'm saying is, I feel like he will get game time. What Sheila's saying, I do agree. I, I do think he will get game time, and I'm saying the reason why is because I think Arteta is going to have to change and say do you know what there will 100%. be some games where he, there are some games where jesus just will not start and and listen we've had a really really good run at uh, in injuries this season next season <coughs> it's not going to be the same so there's going to be minutes there's yeah. going to be times where certain players are going to play and there's going to be some games where we'll see an enketia playing instead of um Something like Balogun, or we'll see the likes of um jesus playing on the right and saka won't play on weekend 
every man was like, oh my God, Saka's not playing. Why? Okay, fine, he wasn't well, but he still put him on the bench. Be, yeah. You need to be cute and clever. But that's the thing. I'm more focusing on Balogun. How, how much are you going to improve? Now, he has to be sensible and know that, okay, this ain't Reims. I have to fight for my spot. I've almost started from zero. You but should be more confident in your abilities. But yeah. It should be like, I, I honestly, like, personally, I just don't think it should be. Obviously, we, we want Balogun to improve. It has to benefit him, you know, being in this situation. But at the same time, when he was here before, I don't think that he was unlocking his full potential. Like when he was here before he got sent off on loan and now he's doing well on loan, but you need to come back and you still need to, you're, you're still on like a level playing field. You don't, you don't come back just because you come back on and had a good season on loan and then you're going to catapult to here. No, you come back and you go again. So I, I think that, yeah, we need it to benefit Balogun, but he still has to show what he's, what he has to bring to this team. Cause when he was starting and when he was playing, I think he, Played a couple um, cup games. One of them that we got like knocked out in. Unfortunately, he was out of his depth them times, and yeah, he still he, might. he was out of his depth. So he needs to come and show that he's actually at that level now as well. Because I don't think he's had enough time to show that. So I think he can't. If he comes back, he's on that level playing field, and that yeah, he's done well on loan. But I, I just think he's got he's had time to iron out his mistakes, perfect his game a bit more. You know, know know what strengths that he's gonna bring, and then he needs to show that if he comes back. I don't think. You know, no one deserves anything, even if you're a product of Hayland and you've had a good loan spell. So, yeah, I think he needs to prove it. But that's my point, though. It's like there's a lot of people who are not watching him necessarily week in, week out and just assume the man's going to turn up. Everything he touches turns to gold. As you know, experienced strikers go on a gold drought. Earlier this season, Kane was struggling. He was finished. He was that. Up until a few years ago, people used to say, you know what, Kane takes August off. So there's that level of scrutiny. I'm not saying anyone in the comments or you lot, but the lot, the people that are like, play Balogun, play Balogun. They're going to be the first to say we should have sold him. And we need to give him that healthy run of, ex of improvement. And kind of what I said earlier... Goals are one thing. And out for what it's worth, I want Balogun to be given an opportunity. It's all the other facets of playing up front, as you see Jesus doing, as you see Nketiah adding to his game. So it all depends what level he's at there. I personally think you come back in pre-season, you have an honest conversation with Arteta and you take it from there. If he says it's down to you, you start here, take your chances when given, perform in training, then fair play. But I do think Balogun is going to have to exercise a lot of patience. But... Mm. Our conversation is all built on the assumption that Balogun necessarily wants to sit and wait for Arsenal, which I think he does because he does he seem does. a bit of an intention see attention seeker on social media, if I'm honest with you. He seems like he wants a chance. We hear that in his uh at his loan club in the dressing room, he's actually got his Arsenal shirt or something on his on his peg. So we'll have yeah. to see, man. It seems really. very much like my business is not finished with Arsenal. That's the vibe he's given. So this is it. Yeah, this is it. 100. Final question for you lot. Score predictions for Arsenal-Liverpool on Sunday. Oh. I'm going 1-1. One, one. I'm, I'm the first to say it. I'm going 1-1. One, one. I take a point. I said 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one Arsenal. I don't Jenny. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, boy. I, don't, I can't go against the team. Let me just say 2-2. Two, two. I don't know if my heart can take four goals across 90 minutes. I know, yeah, yeah no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be very upset if we lost the game, though, and I'll be very upset if we got behind as well. I'll be, oh, oh. Well, Listen, it's been 10, 11 years, isn't it? Like, you need to win that. So, everyone's, I'm here, I'm seeing 3 1 Arsenal. Raw, original was on to me earlier on with my takes, and now it's copying my scoreline. Yeah, all right, say no more, Mr. Original 55 TV. All right, all right. <laughs> 
but I let people know where they can find you on your social handles. People, all their information will be in the description once this video is done, anyways. But you might as well hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, listen, and you can always so go and Sheila, go and Sam. You actually keep calling me Sheila, and I I was letting you slide, but now we've come to the end of this. What? I thought you Sheila. Damn. You know, I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear. Why did you not stop me? Damn. No, no, I was, I was, I was just waiting for the right moment to um to get you. But no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, for me, so my at name is on the screen. Um, if like predominantly on Twitter where that's where you find me talking about Arsenal a lot. So yeah, follow me there. And obviously I share a lot about my writing there as well. So um yeah, you can find out more about that there. And obviously, you know, I've just dropped her link into the chat. Gunalise is there in the chat. Again, by the time this video is done, people, their information will be in the description. Appreciative to both of you lot of joining me. It's been a great chat. Hopefully the next time we speak, we've actually won the game against Liverpool. It can't have been anything without the people in the comments. So we're going to love and leave you lot. People, I'll be back at like 7.50. I'm going to watch Chelsea-Liverpool with you lot, or I'm aiming to, in it. I just got to pop out right now. But yeah, we're out, man. As usual, bless everyone. Stay blessed, stay safe. Enjoy what's left of your morning morning, day or afternoon. One love, man. Peace.